Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it in this in this day and age? I mean, Pope on Film mania has, is just sweeping the country. But only real fans of the show, true hardcore fans of The Pope on Film would know two things about the both of us. Two fundamental facts about America's hottest will-they-or-won't-they couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the first absolute true fact about you, Bunny, is that you teach troubled inner-city youth at a high school. Bunny, how do you reach today's troubled inner-city teens when you're teaching them? I'm from the streets, and I could still speak the streets. I'm thinking leather jacket. You put your your uh, chair backwards. Yeah, baseball yeah. cap to the side. Mm-hmm. I can relate. Yeah. Okay. That's why they're not afraid to talk to me. Okay. They can see Today, through we're... all of this. Yeah. Because they can hear what's coming from my heart. Today we're going to be talking about the greatest rapper in history. What? Shakespeare? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So this is what I like to do. I like to get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, uh, polish it up real good, and uh, bring it back out into the world with my own unique voice attached. So that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Dun, 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 dun. Or Shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name Shap. It's shortened to the point, like a punk song, like any song of the Ramones. Yes. Anywho, this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, we will be discussing a bit of roller coaster history that echoes another story we have talked about recently on the podcast, specifically... It was 23 episodes ago in episode 244 when we discussed the 1997 cult classic documentary, Hands on a Hard Body. Okay. Yeah. I went and checked out that episode. It was pre-corona. I had just went to go see the movie 1917. It was ages ago. Yes. Ages ago. Anyway. I, I, it was so many ages, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. 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 It, it, that would have been more of an impressive film if Hollywood hadn't been closed down right after it won a bunch of awards. But, like, it, it, that was a pretty good movie. That was an all right movie. And that movie is the reason why Donald Trump keeps calling the, oh, the coronavirus, this pandemic. America has never seen this before. The last time America saw anything like this was in 1917. You all know about what happened then. Very sad. And it's obvious that he's talking about the 1918, but he's getting it mixed up with what won Oscars. Yeah. 
And it's wonderful. And he keeps saying 1917 that, oh, yes, the the pandemic of 1917. Yes. Very sad. People <laughs> dying in a war. Yeah. So, um, hands I don't think hard- I don't think that. No, 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 no. I, I got to stop here and recognize the fucking genius of what you've just said, because I have heard people speculate on this before. And certainly other comedians have said it before, made jokes about it before. But I don't think I've ever heard anybody put the fucking connection together the way you did. He keeps you calling know? it. He, yeah, he keeps calling the, the, the last pandemic 1917 instead that of 1980. That makes total fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I've heard anybody say it. Yeah. Yeah, that is 100% the reason why he keeps saying he keeps being one year off is because he has the brain of a five-year-old. He has a five-year-old's brain. Yeah. We already we have already made this distinction. Anyway, Hands on a Hard Body is a documentary about a small town called Longview, Texas, where every year a Nissan dealership would have a contest where 24 people would put their hands on a brand new Nissan truck, pickup truck, and whoever was left standing would win the truck. And the documentary focused on one particular contest in 1995 that lasted 77 hours. See? Back then, it's the 90s. Thanks to the power of retro, there was a resurgence of endurance contests for a period in time of the 90s. And it was like a flashback, you know, like in the 80s, 50s diners were really popular. Yeah. You know, like that. So there were a lot of endurance contests like Hands on a Hard Body throughout the 90s. Um, And it was it was a it was a guaranteed headline grabber. Yeah. Do an endurance contest like that at the time. So let's put that on hold and talk about one of the most famous roller coasters on Earth, the Giant Dipper. Okay. Okay, that was a bit of a trick. There are a shit ton of Giant Dipper roller coasters out there. (laughs) Calling a roller coaster Giant Dipper is like calling someone John Smith. Okay. You know, there's just a, there's a shit ton of John Smiths out there. But um, specifically, we're going to be discussing the Giant Dipper in San Diego, which is, of course, Spanish for a whale's vagina. See, um, that roller coaster has a big history. It was originally built in Mission Beach, San Diego in 1925. And sure, it's not running right now due to COVID-19, but damn it, it's still operational. And that's quite a landmark right there for a roller coaster to be built in 1925 and for it to still be operational. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I need to interject. Jeannie dropped off some roasted pine nuts that she made left over from what she's cooking for dinner. These things are awesome. Roasted pine nuts? These are fucking awesome. I'll eat yeah. some roasted I'll eat some roasted crisp pine nuts. Yeah. 
I have no problem with that. He was a very handsome man. I liked. <laughs> I realized that I never saw the third Star Trek reboot film. I saw Star Trek, and I saw the one where the filmmakers were like, "Khan isn't in this. This isn't Khan. Khan is not going to be in it." And then the movie came out, and he said, "Okay, yeah, Khan is in this film." But I never saw the third one. I saw the third one. I keep forgetting what the fuck it's about. Yeah. Like, I downloaded it, but I haven't seen it because I'm like, I guess this is why I didn't see the third film because now I have it and I still don't want to see it. There's Spock and McCoy are stuck on a planet together. There's a, there's a like black and white chick hmm. or something. I think it was all like war paints and the customer of her planet or I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll watch it eventually. So anyway, The Giant Dipper, San Diego, opened in 1925, and it's still going strong. It, it, that's quite a landmark right there. And and it's even more of a landmark when you learn of the history of the ride. A fire destroyed it in 1955, and it was shut down for two years for repairs. They could have just closed it. I mean, it was destroyed. <laughs> but no, they rebuilt it. And it was still there. It was made a historical landmark in the 70s. And then again in the 80s. Okay. It's a long story, but owners changed hands and they renamed it. And then it changed hands again. And then the owners renamed it back to the name that it was in the beginning. So um, Basically, the roller coaster was a historic landmark twice. So it's sort of double historic. And seeing as this roller coaster was twice as historic, in 1997, for the coaster's 72nd anniversary, the owners of the coaster decided to do something really special. And watch as our two differentiating threads of plot combine into one singular thread as the owners of San Diego's Giant Dipper decide to do an endurance contest. Okay. In 1997, sponsored by 100.7 FM, The Star. Hello, you're listening to 100.7 FM, The Star. The time is now 8.45. It is 72 degrees out there. Um, they held a contest entitled, get this, World Till You Hurl. Oh, man. So here's the rules. Contestants would constantly be riding the Giant Dipper roller coaster from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. every day. And when they weren't riding, they would have to sleep in the coaster. No blanket, no pillow. Sleep in the coaster, and then when you wake up, back to riding. The contest went on for 11 days. So, 11 days. Oh, what fun. A winner was chosen. uh, On the 11th day, and an oversized check for $50,000 was handed out. And the Giant Dipper garnered a lot of publicity. So much so that they decided to do it again in 1998. Oh, didn't we have so much fun last year? Let's do it again. Um, and, and 
this time, instead of giving out $50,000, we're going to give out $55,000. And this time, 1998, that's when the shit hit the fan. Okay. See, in 1997, it was a fun contest. We, this is fun. Only 11 days. There's a winner. There you go. So this was the 1998 contest. They chose a random assortment of people. Um, but they were different people. These people were hungry. These people were desperate. These people were young, hungry, desperate motherfuckers who wanted to win that money. It's like the difference between the Battle of Endor yeah. and, and D-Day. Uh-huh. Because one has heads exploding and young people dying on a beach and the other has midgets in Muppet costumes throwing rocks at people. Yes. That is the difference between the 1997 Giant Dipper World Till You Hurl contest and the 1998 Giant Dipper World Till You Hurl contest. Because they start out summer 1998. We're going to start this. Here you go. This is going to be fun. And so... A week goes by and all these people are still going strong. But who's going to who's going to to last until the end? And it whittles down to like, I don't know, 18 people. And then two weeks go by and wow, look at this. Two weeks and these people are still going strong. Isn't that amazing? And it's whittled down to like eight people. And then three weeks go by. Yeah. And they're like, wow, these people are in it to win, and you're listening to 100.7 FM, The Star. We're still here at the Giant Dipper in Mission Beach, San Diego. It's been three weeks, and these people are still going strong, and it's down to six people. Do you like pina coladas? Because that would kick in right after that. Yeah. That's yeah, the song that would kick in. That was as soon as he's finished with the announcement, he's kicking that yeah. song or something by Christopher Cross. A month goes by and there are five people left. And the radio station starts getting a bit concerned. Yeah. The giant dipper oh. is starting to get a little bit concerned, but wow, these people really want to win. Six weeks go by. Six weeks go by, and the giant dipper people are going, um, guys, should this have, I don't know, stopped by now? Should we put a stop to it? Six weeks go by, same five people. Yeah. Same five people. Two months go by. Those five people are still on the ride. Okay. It has now been 70 days. Oh, my God. And these five people are still on the ride, and they're being interviewed, and they're being people know them, and they're getting famous, and all of these people are saying the same things. It's like, you will have to pry my dead body off of this cheap roller coaster because I am not leaving. I want that $55,000. I'm not leaving at all, period. Eventually, 
on the 77th day of continual roller coaster riding, the radio station put a stop to it. They would have to. They should have done it earlier, man. I mean, I can't imagine what riding a roller coaster that long would do to your fucking body. Yeah. I'm sure not necessarily anything permanent, but like, how long is it going to take for them to walk again after getting off that fucking thing? You would get like two 15 minute breaks and one half hour break a day. Yeah. But most of the time, you're just sitting in a roller coaster. Your equilibrium has to be shot from being jostled around so much. Yeah. You're. Your legs have to be fucking. But if the radio station hadn't stopped it, then yeah, they would have just kept going until somebody fucking died. Yeah. 77 days, over two months go by, and these five refuse to give up. So eventually the radio station had to stop it, and there were still those same five contestants, and uh, they forced. Um. They they came to an agreement and they raised more money, and uh, each con- each of the five contestants split uh, the money, so each of the five got twelve thousand each. Okay, and that had to be a letdown to at least some of those five. Oh you yeah. Know? So you Especially when you're ready to hang into death and you've already fucking proven it. Yeah. Yeah. You you stayed on a roller coaster for over two months to get $55,000 and you are forced to take 12000 Like, on one hand, good job. On the other hand, that's got to be a real fucking letdown. You yeah. wasted a lot of time for a lot less money than you thought you were going to get. But, Yeah. That's an insane. That's an insane story. I can't imagine riding a roller coaster for an entire day, let alone seventy-seven goddamn days. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is crazy. And I gotta say, I know that I say this usually <laughs> during the end of every uh, shap, but I'm surprised that more people don't know this. Wow. I, I uh, was going through old PBS videos. Yeah, and I an hour long salute to old amusement parks, and it was a it was an hour long PBS documentary that they made in the nineties, and I was having a fun time watching it on my computer, and then googling to see if the parks were still open. Okay, I was really sad to see that like three of them closed down, but I was impressed that so many of them were still around. And it's like, God damn, they built Kennywood Amusement Center and fill it in uh, in Pennsylvania, like in 1914 or some shit like that. And it's still around and it's open. Yeah. Right. Now. You can go to it. And there are rides that have been there since like the 20s and 30s. And it's like it's insane. <laughs> but they ended up doing a look at the the history of the giant dipper in San Diego during the contest. So okay. they interviewed so for this hour long PBS documentary that I found on YouTube, they interview each one of the five people. Yeah. 
And it's really interesting. And it's like these five individuals have been riding this ride for five weeks now. Oh, man. And it's like, oh. It, it, and they go through each person and they interview them and it's like you can see in their eyes like they had to put a stop to this because they were going to be there until they fucking died Yeah, these five people it's insane that's why they don't do these anymore <laughs> this is why you don't see roller coaster endurance contests because motherfuckers are crazy yeah man I can't I mean I mean is why I mean, so how that, many how many laps would it be until it just wasn't fun anymore? I I I discovered all of that information of how many rides, how many miles, how many hours, and I just I don't know where that information went because it's not here on my notebook. So maybe I was high when I wrote it down, but yeah. I have no idea. But yeah, no, that's really gotta fuck with you because, like, I. When I was in Arizona, we would always go to water parks because it's 120 degrees and your bones are melting. So we spent a lot of time at water parks. And one thing that I noticed is that if I spent the day at the water park and then afterwards I came home and I'm sitting in front of the computer, you do get land sickness. Okay. Like in uh, Waterworld, when they finally reach dry land... And uh, Kevin Costner's character is like, I've got to go. Uh, this doesn't feel right. I've got to go back. And one of the humans in, in dry land with him is like, that's just called land sickness. You'll get used to it. And that's what it is. Like you get seasickness because you're used to being stationary and suddenly your body is rocking like a motherfucker. But when you spend an entire day at the water park and then you sit down on the couch, you still feel yeah. Your body sort of rocking because you just spent five hours in a in like in a uh, wave pool. So I imagine that like the people who were in this endurance contest and rode a roller coaster for 77 days that like for the next year or two, you know, the person would be at church and then suddenly they would raise their hands up. Yes. Uh-huh. You know? Or they're at the library reading and suddenly they'd be like, Woo! Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm just... I'm, I'm picturing them walking. <laughs> they'll take a couple of steps and then they'll start creeping up onto your tiptoes and then back down again. Yeah. And walking and, a yeah. few steps. and They're walking straight and then suddenly they're like this. They're, they're just going, Oh! To the side. Oh! To the other side. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You get roller coaster sickness. Yeah. So that's it for Steve's historic approximations this week. Next week, we will be talking about the surprise deaths or was it murder of one of the Our Gang kids. Okay. We're going to be talking about Our Gang and the death of one of the stars. Or were they murdered, question mark? Yes. So that's next week. So join us next week for more uneducational, educational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations. And cut on that.